We've triangulated the position of better buddies. And welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got John. Hello. And John. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Just the two of us this week. And uh, we're already off to a giggly... I I never thought I'd use the word giggly on this podcast, but there I go. A giggly start, apparently. Um... Might be a shorter episode this week. People have plans and things to do, but we still uh, we're still going to bring you that content. We're still here, coming at you live, but several days before you'll listen to this. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> we're alive. You're alive. I can say that counts. Yeah. Our icebreaker this week uh, for the Better Buddies icebreaker: Do you prefer pens or pencils? Now that is a good question. Oh, thank you. Um. I've been using a lot of pens lately. Yeah, I, I... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I've been using pens uh, since, like, halfway through high school, I think. Um, I was a pencil guy, like, my whole life. But, I don't know, it's just easier to have pens that don't run out of lead or need to be sharpened or anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I... Like, like you said, they don't need to be sharpened. Don't run out of lead. With the mechanical ones, if you erase the eraser all the way to the like th- to the plastic, it, it's impossible to get out of there without just destroying the rest of the eraser. And then you gotta mm-hmm. get new ones. And yeah. I have I have terrible uh, grip. Like my my grip posture is horrendously awful, from what they like try to teach you in grade school. <laughs> I think mine is too. <laughs> and, but we went to the same grade school, so maybe that's why. So it's it's grade school's <laughs> fault. Yeah. Yep. Definitely not us for just not paying attention and doing it right. Mm-mm. I just find, like, <laughs> pens are larger, and so it it feels better. Mm, yeah. I, I also find I've not been doing a lot of work lately where mistakes matter. Yeah. It's all, like, scratch work, so who cares if you need to do a race? Just scribble something out and keep going, you know? I, I feel like there's some sort of insightful, like, American disposable wasteism in here, but that's for somebody else to figure out. I do most of my work electronically. There we Save go. the paper, you know. So keyboard is my answer. <laughs> keyboard. Fair. Yeah. Uh, pen and keyboard. There we go. The keyboard is mightier than the pen. It's mightier than the sword. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of people have swords, and if somebody comes at me with a pen or a keyboard, I'd be more afraid of the keyboard. Really? Well, the keyboard, they they got a longer range. That mm, That's true. <laughs> I've seen that, uh, the Office Space intro, I think it is, where, uh, Chris Pratt gets whacked with the keyboard. He's in Office Space? I don't know if it's Office Space. It's some Office comedy. Let me... <laughs> Disclaimer, I've never seen Office Space, even though... Many I people have recommended it. I hear it's really good. I just... Um, I hear it's one of those movies you have to watch at like the different stages of your life mm. to fully get the full experience. 
Oh. Uh, sorry. Apparently it's... It doesn't look like it was Office Space. It looks like it was in the movie. Yes. Uh, because... It, because I remember it was with, uh... The fact was with James McAvoy. Um... In the film Wanted, James McAvoy plays a frustrated office worker who learns that his father was an assassin and that he shares his father's superpowers. Uh, superpowers? Yeah. <laughs> but Chris Pratt has a bit part where he gets whacked in the face with the keyboard. Hmm. And, like, All the right. keys fly off to spell something out. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Or really cheesy, depending on how they... Um, I think it's both. Because I... If I'm remembering correctly, the letters that fly out are fuck you. So. Oh, yeah. okay. And it's all CGI, but like CGI from years ago. That's what the people want. It's the people's work. It's the people's refrigerator. <laughs> it's the people's small family vehicle. <laughs> Can't believe that's come back around up in our group. <laughs> we were talking about that the other week on the podcast. Yeah, and we will provide no context for it. For if people want to know, listener. they can go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. They'll, they'll have to just listen through the entire catalog to find it. It's fine. Yeah, we're not going to say which one it is, so good luck. <laughs> I mean, come on, who doesn't just have a spare 75 hours to sit around and listen to podcasts? Like, Yeah, I know, I do. <laughs> yeah. That's why I've listened to every single one. <laughs> there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> a ringing endorsement from someone who's on the show and has absolutely uh, no stake or investment in it whatsoever. Yeah, no conflict of interest here. None whatsoever. Nope. Uh, don't call the FCC. <laughs> yep. This is not a monopoly or something. I mean, it's technically not. We're good on that front. Uh, now, when we when all the podcasts are sold back into Disney, then maybe it's, maybe it's a monopoly, but... And yeah, but <laughs> until then, till then we're doing good. I mean, let's be real. It's going to come the same like six entertainment companies own everything. I would not be surprised to find out the uh website I use to host this show is owned by either Warner Media, Comcast, Disney, uh one of the other like four or three. Yeah, it's definitely likely. Yeah. Oh well, our corporate overlords will shut us down eventually. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> it's all we can hope for. <laughs> or we pull a uh, pull a max fun where we have just enough media talent to start something, but not enough to actually do anything with it, but we know enough famous people to keep us alive. Hey, that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> our next segment... Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend something to enjoy. Piece of media, generally, but we have been known to get real loose with the term media. Any part of the human condition is really allowed. I mean, I recommended I recommended sushi one time, so... And we've had a recommendation for all of anime. Uh, between those two, I think anything really counts at this point. But... All of anime is actually a media recommendation. It is, but sushi is very broad. Isn't. Yeah. Unless you're going like, to write on it first. Yeah. <laughs> write on it first. Yeah, Here's my uh, novel. Please enjoy. Just gotta take your headphone 
headphones and just plug it right in the sushi and listen. Do you like those, uh, have you seen those things where people, like, do donut box resumes when they apply for jobs? Do that, but it's written on the sushi rolls? No. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's one of those, like, creative resume things where, they, uh, like, somebody obviously did it just for internet points, because there's no way you would actually do that in this day and age. But the, <laughs> uh, it's a box of donuts, and then and the lid of the box is the resume. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, so what are we That's... going to recommend today? As I realize what... I haven't thought of anything in the past okay. week. Okay. I can go first. Okay. So my uh my friend Drake turned me on to another D D podcast. I mean, who doesn't need another D D podcast to listen to, you know? Dungeons and Daddies. Oh have you heard of it? I have heard of it. I've heard good things. I have yet to try it myself. I am only two episodes in. And uh, for the listener, it is a podcast about four people who are playing um, dads that get sucked into the Forgotten Realms. So they're on their way to a soccer game. (laughs) On their way to a soccer game? (laughs) And then they get sucked through a vortex. Minor spoilers for the first episode. And then they're just in the D&D world, being themselves, figuring out what's going on. (laughs) It's not a BDSM podcast. No, they highly emphasize that. However, it is adult themed, so yes, you know, content warning. Trust, uh, trust your judgment. Um, who's yeah. I, I, there's a famous, a rel- an internet famous name attached to that, and I can't remember who it is. Um, Freddie Wong. I don't. Yes. Yes, it's Freddie Wong is part of the group that does that. Yeah. He uh he plays Glenn Close. <laughs> oh, I, I I know I know of that name. Yeah, an actual person. <laughs> um, no, I'm really glad. See, this is just another reason that I have to try it out. Because I've been getting... So, the uh, the Adventure Zone graduation had its final episode literally today. As oh, we're wow. recording, like, the day we record this. Um, it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> it, like... There was no way this final episode was going to save the entire season... It, it was just a bad season overall for so many reasons. But the entire time, there have been, in the subreddits, a consistent number of recommendations for good D&D podcasts. And the three, like, top recommendations are Dimension 20, Dungeons and & Daddies, and Not Another D&D Podcast. And oh. I... With you saying, oh yeah, I tried this now and it's good. I have to, I just have to give in. I have to go try it. Yep. And it's such a good concept. <laughs> like, it's such a good concept to roll with, and I'm encouraged that it had that it like all the things I've heard about it because I I could see the idea of oh we're a bunch of dads on this wacky adventure getting old real quick. Yeah, there's like the the thing at the beginning too is they're all like terrible parents, so it's kind <laughs> of like a a journey to becoming better dads at the same time. Okay. So it's pretty cool so far though. That's cool. That's awesome. What have you got to recommend this week? Uh, what I have to recommend this week, which came to me because I'd literally been rereading it the past couple days is the Marvel uh, Hawkeye series, the collected edition of Hawkeye number one through five. 
called Hawkeye, My Life is a Weapon. Um, the Hawkeye, like, I think Hawkeye solo comics are one of the best examples of, like, why I prefer Marvel over DC. Because they're v- Hawkeye's comic is very grounded and real. While also being, like, in... It's got a good balance of, like, realism and, like, I don't want to say nihilism, but, like, begrudging. What? Pessimism. Yes. Very pessimistic with the... Because, like, the first page, literally the first page of the Hawkeye comic in issue number one, uh, the first page is him falling out of a window as he fires an arrow up to, like, catch himself with a grappling hook thing. And then the next few panels are him as he slams into the side of the building, falls onto a car, and is in the hospital with, like, a bunch of broken bones. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and it's also at a similar time when he was struggling with, I think this is the run, um, where he's deaf to a degree. Uh, so he's, so it's very emphasizing, like, him reading lips and that sort of thing. Um, which is some of that representation that, like, isn't always done in comic books, because everybody's superpowers, and, like, we're just gonna ignore the huge explosions that would give you tinnitus. Yep. And then there's just this dude. Yeah. Keeping up with the rest, but still human. (laughs) And that's, again, that is, like, the introduction pages are... He's got a little inner monologue about how, like, all these people have powers and armor and all these stuff. And I have a bow and... I have a stick and string from the Paleolithic era. Pichu! But he's really good with it. Yeah. So he can get by. <laughs> um, and it's also one of my favorite... I don't know if it's that... It's not that series, but there is another Hawkeye comic where he teams up with Spider-Man. And they're doing this whole thing. And through it, they're talking about that same thing of, like, you're Hawkeye, you're just a dude with a bow and arrow, like... How do you how do you mentally like keep up with the Avengers? And Hawkeye goes on this like explanation of, yeah, I'm a dude with a bow and arrow, but I don't miss. I can never allow myself to miss because I'm an Avenger. The moment I miss a shot, I stop being Hawkeye the Avenger, and I'm just another guy with a bow and arrow. Hmm. and at the end of the series Hawkeye goes to make like an impossible shot that no like a human with a sniper rifle probably could barely make it and Hawkeye goes to do it with the bow and arrow and Spider-Man gets to the scene first and he missed so Spider-Man picks up the arrow and stabs it into the guy and is like oh yeah you got him (laughs) cause he like he just had this whole thing of like I'm Hawkeye, and I need to. I need to hit. Yeah, I kind of get that. Um, that kind of relates. So, si- semi tangent. Yeah. I um, I'm caught up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier now. Ooh. So there's kind of like that similar theme about not having powers, but assuming the role of a superhero with the new Captain America. And yeah. uh, can we talk about this? Absolutely, we can. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Spoiler wall for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right now, 
skip ahead if you don't want to be spoiled. So, new yeah. cap, John Walker, kind of a kind of a tool. Yep. But he's under a lot of pressure. So, you know, kind of get it. Um what do you think about how he's been so far? I think he's been perfect for what the character is supposed to be. Um because I, I agree. In the like in the comics, John Walker is a tool. He's like and he's not like a massive asshole, but he is a soldier rather than a good man. Um wanting I saw an article the other day about an example where uh in the comics John Walker got assigned to be Charles Xavier's bodyguard on a diplomatic mission. Oh. And by the United Nations later like hey you're going to protect him and throughout the entire thing like there are so many other instances where Walker is a jerk and way too focused on the mission and hurting people he doesn't need to but in this in this instance he does the job he was he was told to be the bodyguard of Charles Xavier and he does it protects him and goes out of his way to like ensure their safety even though they make it very clear like we don't want you here and he's just like it's my job to be here and keep you safe. That's what I'm going to do. Um, however, there are also plenty of other times where John Walker in the comics is just a total tool. So for him to, the way they're doing it in the series is just so good. Yeah, Unfortunately. He, he, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just sounds like more of a tool. than <laughs> I don't get the vibe that he's just a soldier, like following orders. He um he does seem a tad more belligerent than that. Yeah, like there's some personal glory wrapped up in there. No, I, I definitely get that. But, yeah, um, it sucks. What, that what were the, you uh, saying? I was Go just ahead. gonna say that the uh, it sucks that the actor is doing such a good job though, mm -hmm. because he's getting threats. <laughs> oh no, people yeah. are dumb. <laughs> he's um, just playing a role. Yeah the guy alone <laughs> he's clearly doing it very well if that's how you feel about it true um and you said you're caught up on the series yes um there are four episodes currently out right yes then yes i that that ending for episode four yeah that was brutal that was like season finale of game of thrones stuff right there kind of <laughs> yeah that, and like yeah Okay, I got a question for you because mm -hmm. I haven't really had a chance to talk with anybody about else about this and want to get some f more thoughts on it. So, John Walker is going into these Euro this European country and saying, "I'm Captain America. I've got jurisdiction here, right?" And the locals are and other people are like kind of shitting on him about like, "Yeah, America going wherever it wants. How dare you? How dare you? Like you you get out of here. You're not supposed to be here." Right? Mm -hmm. The Dora Milaje of Wakanda showed up and said the same thing. We are the Dora Milaje. We have jurisdiction wherever we happen to be. And mm -hmm. I haven't heard anybody say, give them any crap about it. Well, nobody's seen them. <laughs> you mean um, like audience viewers? Both. Like, obviously no one in the show has seen them, but even like, I've seen a lot of like, oh, John Walker is what America, like a... Steve Rogers is what America thinks it is. John Walker is what America actually is. Mm. But then you've got this other group of people who are walking around doing whatever they want for the best interest of their country. 
and no one has said anything about that yet. Which, like, I get it, you know, it's, it was a cool scene, I like it, I approve of it. But also, stand, we, I feel like we should hold that to the same standard of, like, that's, hmm. Yeah, you kind of got a, you got a point. No, um, I could, I could see it being a contextual thing of, like, the Dormelage were working again, like, in a very specific circumstances against other foreign agents rather than the locals, but... Yeah, and, like, Wakanda doesn't have the same real-world cultural yeah. <laughs> juggernaut history that America does in interfering with other nations' sovereignty. True. So, there's kind True. of some baggage there that I'm sure uh, weighs poorly in America's favor. Yeah. I did like the, uh, the discussion on what the super... On, like, the super soldier serum, though, and, like, how it affects people. How it, like, makes you a supremacist by default. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, Zemo is such an interesting character. Um, he he really, and, like, I've seen some memes online, too, about, like, y'all don't, like, why y'all trust in him? Or trusting Zemo? And it's like, because Zemo, for all his, like, evil actions and ill intent is also a very truthful character yeah like he'll tell you how it is he tells you how it is and he tells you exactly what he's going to do he he told them at the start i'm out to destroy the super soldier serum and all super soldiers that's what i'm going to do and so they've got the scene of like him stepping on all the vials and attacking anyone who's taken the super soldier serum killing the guy who produces it only yeah. guy in the world who knows how to produce it, as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I didn't uh, notice that. Um, oh my god, my blank, mind just blank. Uh, well, and then, like, even Zemo has concedes, like, yeah, Steve Rogers is a, an example of it working, but we haven't had another Steve Rogers. <laughs> but he's the only one, and he was on ice for 70 years. <laughs> I'm really curious to see what they're going to do in the next two episodes because mm-hmm. the whole point of Steve Rogers like being uh, able to handle the serum was he was a good man. Like it wasn't that he was out to do his country proud or he wasn't he didn't have like some super cause to defend the way the flag smashers do. He was just a good man trying to do the right thing. And stop bullies. And I've seen some ideas of, like, that being where Sam is going to be going. Of, like, that's why Sam is currently the most worthy for the serum. Because he's not out for it, you know? (laughs) He's the most, uh, yeah, the most worthy of power because he doesn't want it. Exactly. Yeah. But there's no more serum left, RJ. Ah, but the serum was reverse engineered from Isaiah Bradley. That's true. And Isaiah Bradley is still... Plus, you know, a bunch of other super soldiers they could yeah. reverse engineer it from. I'm also very excited because it Im- it has implied two things of, like, potential future f- um, opportunities, I guess, for stories. In that Zemo... Uh, one of his stories is that he goes on to create the super team, the Thunderbolts, which is mm-hmm. a group of villains pretending to be heroes. Um, 
but they eventually do like become he- real heroes. Uh, How? Yeah. <laughs> Villains pretending to be heroes, but never actually do anything evil, so they're actually just heroes. I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, it was originally intended to be like, a, oh, let's get us in good with the superhero community, and then we can beat them all up. And mm. Zemo, like, Zemo still had that goal, but the rest of the team kind of went looked around and was like, I, but like, this heroing thing isn't that bad. Like, these <laughs> are good people. Maybe, maybe we don't. I mean, maybe we don't want to betray all these people. <laughs> um... Yeah, and then the other thing with Isaiah Bradley is between Isaiah Bradley and Ant-Man's daughter Cassie, um, mm-hmm. Isaiah, the the kid who opened the door for them at Brad, Isaiah Bradley's house becomes a super soldier in the comics because he winds up in an accident. And he- oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so his grandpa gives him the blood transfusion, which makes him a super soldier, and him... And Cassie Lang, who steals some of her dad's equipment, are founding members of the Young Avengers. So we could be seeing a Young Avengers series or movie sometime in the future. That That's interesting that the blood transfusion would work, because that could happen to Sam. It could. Um, it'd also have to be same blood type, though. Yeah, but... But yeah. It's I mean... a show, mate. <laughs> oh, I have the same blood type. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Here you go. <laughs> that's where She-Hulk came from. Oh. Yeah, there's a... The I She-Hulk. always forget about She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is she going to be in the MCU anytime soon? Actually, yes. One of the uh, other Disney Plus series that's planned. Okay. Currently, uh, She-Hulk and Moon Knight are two series in production right now. Or, like, in planning stages, at least. How do you think those will do with not having, like, tie-ins to the films? It'll be interesting. I think if they do it right, it'll be fine. Because, like, I I would argue a good comparison point is the Netflix series that happened with Daredevil and those lot. Yeah. Those did very well and had very minimal tie-ins to just, like, oh, the incident, as in Avengers, the first movie. Um... Or, like, there was one instance in the second season of Luke Cage, I think it was, where uh, somebody was assassinated with a gun that came from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series. But, like, it was never a, like, oh, crossover thing between the places. So if if they put the work in and get the right actors and the right script and all that sort of stuff and do it right, I think they'll be okay. Okay. Because they got um, Oscar Isaac, I think, for Moon Knight as the main lead, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Which, honestly, they're gonna need that star power, because Moon Knight is a batshit character. I have never heard of Moon Knight before plans to make a show. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Moon Knight is the... Moon Moon. (laughs) (laughs) Moon Moon Knight is the avatar of the god of, uh, Egyptian goddess of the moon. God of the moon. Um, but his out-of-costume name is Mark Spector. He was a former military... He's a veteran who became a mercenary who's got PTSD and split personality disorder. So, and, and like, in all of his interactions with other heroes, he's 
he's not Deadpool fun nuts. He's just like disturbing crazy. Just straight up nuts, like yeah. Punisher, but more like also unhinged. Yes, very much so. Okay. Um, recently in the comics, there uh, the god's name is Khonshu. And recently, Moon Knight went around with the power of his god and beat up a bunch of heroes and Avengers and took their abilities and powers and things. And, like, he stole Mjolnir because of his god and had, like, some goal of bringing about an age of Moon God. And they managed to stop him. And they were like, oh, but you did so well. Like, come join the Avengers and help us. And he was like, nah. Y'all, y'all, I was trying to save the world. I was trying to stop something, and y'all got in my way. I'm out. Bye. Good luck. Handle it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh. You should look up this meme. There this meme. is a uh, Moon Knight panel where he, like, throws two boomerang things out, and it's got the word bubble, but the meme has replaced the word bubble with random bullshit go. Oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So if they can, if they do it right, it'll be cool. And like, maybe there's rumors that Charlie Cox's Daredevil from the Netflix show is going to be in the next Spider-Man movie. Maybe he winds up in She-Hulk because they're both lawyers. Oh. Maybe not. <laughs> they just argue against each other for a case. I'm Very well could. Level stuff. I would. I kind of hope we get some of that in the She-Hulk one because her part of her whole like characterization has been she's always big and green, but she's also got the brains to go with it. So she she's in court as this as She-Hulk <laughs> as She-Hulk in a suit arguing her case. Um, that that must be intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> Seven, eight foot tall person with green skin and could snap your neck with a finger twitch. Yeah, I'd be a little intimidated if I was the uh, the opposing lawyer. I rest my case. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, um, Your Honor, uh, we uh, we uh, we find ourselves guilty. We're good here. <laughs> I'd like to make a confession. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one last thing before we move yeah. on to the advice section. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Yahoo Answers, by the way. But um, let's do some theorizing. Okay. Okay. Who do you think the power broker is? Ooh, it's a lot of people think it's Sharon Carter. I don't. That's what... I I think it could be. I think, but it... it could also just as easily not be <laughs> yeah i think it could be but i feel like if she was the power broker she would have been more aware of like zemo's whole thing and how dangerous it would be to bring zemo to the source of super soldier serum oh that's a very good point yeah like she led them there and knew she knew, she knew they had zemo so yeah. why would she take him to her source of super soldier serum that she's using to broker power yeah, that's a very good counter-argument. Um, now I'll be a little disappointed if she's a power broker. <laughs> unless she meant for that to happen for some reason. I mean, thought, could, have uh, been a, could have been a decoy. True. Oh, that's a good point. 
That's like, why he didn't really know anything. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be perfectly in line with uh, comics bullshit of like, oh no, th- they didn't die. They were... It's their twin evil clone brother from the future. They wouldn't even have to do that. Nobody had any clue what Nagel looked like. It could have just been some random actor <laughs> they paid. Oh god, just like an Iron Man 3? With the, yeah. uh, the Mandarin? Just like with the Mandarin. <laughs> oh. Ooh, that, hmm. Well, episode drops tomorrow. I was gonna ask. Yeah. Or Google that when they came out. Because I watched them all this week. Oh yeah, new one, new one comes out tomorrow, so we, uh... Oof. And honestly, like, since WandaVision started, like, this is, it has been nice to get a weekly fix of Marvel compared to the monthly fix I'd been getting for the last ten years. When new comics would drop? When new movies would drop. Oh, monthly? I mean, I was exaggerating a little bit. They were, by the end, there were, like, three or at least, like, three Marvel movies a year. (laughs) Once we hit, like, the Spider-Man Far From Home, Infinity War, Ragnarok period. Yeah. Things really picked up. I think I listed those in reverse order. That's fine. <laughs> it's close enough. Okay. Alright, well, that's probably enough Marvel for uh, one, uh, one episode. Oh, Thank you for bearing with us, listeners. Uh, anybody who didn't want to be spoiled can jump back in now. <laughs> Our next segment how to be a better buddy, Rip Yahoo Answers, where we give some humorous and some serious advice. It was so young. It didn't deserve it. Maybe they'll maybe they'll put on life support again. What are you gonna do now? I don't know. I'm sure. <laughs> Reddit. I looked at Reddit a couple times. They're very long. Quora. So, yeah, Calvin suggested that one too. So we'll see. I'll try both and see what I can dig up out of it. Might wind up uh, pick like cutting down some of the Reddit questions because they get their their stories. Yeah, the ones on like Stack Exchange are the same way. There's tons of super interesting stuff, but long reads. Yeah, but our first question's a pretty short one. Mm-hmm. What should I know before using a vape pen? The dangers of tobacco and nicotine. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, would, uh, I will add in there that even if you're going to use a vape pen and it's like, oh, it's just a flavored steam and not nicotine. Yo, you're putting hot air into your lungs that is so hot it's gone from water to air. Maybe not put that in your lungs, eh? Maybe we don't burn them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, vaping's bad. Don't do it. It's no good, kids. Yeah. Ask your parents or, like, the CDC or something. Wait, not the CDC. FDA? Both of them will (laughs) give you the same answer. Okay. (laughs) And, like, also, if you're trying to sneak a vape pen, you're not being sneaky enough. Just know that off the top. (laughs) Don't start, because it's hard to stop if you do. Correct. So, yeah. There are other things in life. Like Which alcohol. You know, yeah, that's one <laughs> option. <laughs> alcohol uh, is my anti-drug. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drop in a little thing here, where just be aware of obsessive behavior in general, because, like, there are some people where they may 
eat healthy and exercise, but they're so obsessed with that that they're like not getting enough sleep because they got to get their workout in. That's true. Addictive behavior is quite dangerous. Our next question. If you are 25 to 30, do you still talk to people you went to high school or college with? Um, we've got another year-ish to put this to the test. Oof. But currently, yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I, as of right now, I plan to be. Same. Uh, if that all changes in a year, I think we have bigger problems, honestly. Yeah, I'm curious what would happen to, uh, you know, to get to that level. But college, for sure. High school, maybe not as much with everybody. Yeah. But with us, yeah. Our core group has stayed pretty consistent, all things considered. Yeah. So, yeah, probably... Yeah. If you had a magic eight ball, the answer would be seems likely. <laughs> magic conch. Will you still speak to your friends when you're 25 30? Try asking again. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking of college. Next question. <laughs> yes, next question. <laughs> Speaking of college, is it easy to make friends at community college? I don't know. I have not gone. I have not I assume gone so. either, but I will posit this. Making friends is not about going to college or community college. It's about your own investment in the project. And shared hardships, which community college provides. It does. Also, so, try study group. <laughs> try a study group in four, six seasons in a movie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Go paintballing. <laughs> or have a pillow fight. There you go. But yeah, <laughs> uh, is it easy to make friends at community college? Yeah, just go watch Community. It's a TV show, uh, six seasons in a movie, that'll teach you how to make friends at college. Uh, make friends. Movie's not out yet. It will be. <laughs> we gotta believe. But yeah, follow that show exactly as a guide and you'll turn out fine. You have to pick your character ahead of time without knowing anything about them, so if you've seen the show already, you're done for. Roll a dice. You'll get that reference about halfway through the show. Yep. That was a good episode. Mm hmm. Our next question If I can't smell but can taste, does that mean I have COVID? As a uh, non qualified in any means in the medical field person, um, I would say if it's new, then you might uh, be worried a little bit. Yeah. Get tested and see if you have any other symptoms. But so much of smell is so much of taste is smell that mm -hmm. if you can still taste, you probably can still smell, but still get tested. Yeah. I mean if you're not sure, better safe than sorry, you know? Yeah. It doesn't take long to get tested. In and out, twenty minutes tops. Yep. Hardest part is waiting for the results. Oh yeah, I did that today. Went in, got tested, negative. It's all good. It better be all good, because I'm vaccinated, but you know, gotta check. <laughs> Never know. Can I ask why you got tested? Oh, uh, university requires it. Weekly gotcha. basis if you live on campus. Okay. Um, yeah. But, because I'm vaccinated, I can put in my info now, and I won't have to do that anymore. But I had to do it for two weeks after I got vaccinated. 
Okay. That makes sense. Our next question. Broken phone? So yes. if I got an iPhone from a B-Day, but then accidentally broke it and demanded my parents to get me a new one with more storage, and they called me an entitled, spoiled little brat, even if I said I didn't actually need more storage, what would you call me? Um, I'm wondering if the, the more storage here, you know? I'm wondering if that was just opportunism at having mm. a broken phone, or the motive to break the phone intentionally. I'm inclined. I'm inclined to think it was a post-accident, not pre-accident, not premeditated. Okay, so it was truly an accident, and they're just trying to get some more storage out of it. I think so. Okay. But, I would also say, you got it for your birthday. iPhones are not cheap. Um, maybe you should suggest getting it repaired. Yes, you should look into your warranty options first. Like a responsible adult. And then your parents won't call you entitled or spoiled, because you're taking adult responsible measures. Yes. And you know what? I won't call you, because your phone's broken. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, nice. Now, if you were uh, playing Dungeons and Daddies, you'd have to take 1d4 of psychic damage there. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, oh god, no! I, that's what I'm doing after this. I'm gonna go listen to that. <laughs> that's gonna be my next week. Yep, there's like 52 episodes right now. I think. Uh, I needed something new to listen to while I ran, anyway. So this is good. This is good. Nice. Yeah, and they're about an hour long. Sorry, we're back to <laughs> media recommendation. But, uh, life is yeah. a circle. So go check it out after you listen to this episode or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then tune in next week. <laughs> Please. 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 And get, get, get two people hostage and make them tune in too. No, wait, don't. Yep. Hint, hint, but wink, also wink. do. Oh no, that would be the worst. Please don't do that. Whatever you do, don't get more people to listen to this. Wink, wink. Wink. <laughs> and anyway. Our... Anyway, our last advice question this month. Do you agree with my mom? With the further details, my mom says that you, if you don't like the food someone has made for you, it is better to keep it to yourself to avoid hurting their feelings than to tell them that you don't like it. Is she right? Yes. Yes. With a, with a little caveat here. Like, um, it, it depends how often this is going to be an occurrence. Because mm. at some point you gotta advocate for yourself if this is gonna be like a regular thing, yes. And you don't like what you're being fed. If it's just like a once-off dinner meal, and uh, you could bear through it, then yeah, appreciate the effort they went through to make the food for you, and just bear through it. You know, exactly. Uh, and if it if it also involves any sort of allergy things, you definitely need to bring that up. Yes, definitely a good point. Um, and if it is turning into like kind of a regular thing, like you were saying, John, uh, maybe suggest that you cook for them sometime. That way it's not as much of a, like, they keep making things you don't like, it's more of an exchange thing. That way you can make food they hate, too. <laughs> and everybody's happy. <laughs> or miserable. <laughs> 
man. All right. Thank you, listener, for bearing with us this week. Indeed. We don't thank the listener enough. Uh, we're supported by listeners like you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Please donate to your public broadcasting system. PBS is made possible by contributions from viewers like you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, thank you, John, for joining this week. Um, Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us, use, letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday, available on iTunes and Spotify. We are also on iTunes and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, uh, and share the episodes. The only way we will gain more listeners is if you tell other people to listen. Word of mouth is shown to be the best way people actually consume new media. As this show can attest. Yes. Hence why we have an entire segment on it. Hope you enjoyed half the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you want to reach out and tell us more about what you think, you can find us on Facebook, Better Buddies. On Twitter, at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. And we have our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com You can send us your fan art, your hate art, your fan mail, your hate mail, declarations of love and or war, questions you need us to give you advice on, or icebreakers you want us to answer. Last but not least, be a better buddy. Speedrun. What? Speedrun, hello, welcome to the episode, everyone. We're going to talk like auctioneers today, okay. <laughs> two, one's an episode, one, 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 I hear two, 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 two dollars for an episode. You see, my media recommendation this week is... <laughs> and, oh, man, and see, I was worried we weren't going to have an, uh, an outro stinger like we usually do, and there we go, we got one. <laughs> there we go.